This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 124 with Tracy Fry and Joanne Ling from Sister Mixon. Show notes from this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 124. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive is an app that brings your workouts right into your earbuds by syncing the motivational guidance of a personal trainer with the perfect playlist to bring you an elevated, on-demand audio fitness experience. Tracy and Joanne are mothers and sisters who are living the healthiest, happiest life possible. Together, they created Sister Mixin to improve their family's health and spread the word of their life-changing discoveries. They're on a mission to share how you can improve your health and your life by removing toxic additives and preservatives from your diet. Their mission all started when Joanne's young daughter was having significant health and behavior issues. Desperate for answers and willing to try anything, Joe removed additives from her daughter's diet and saw her daughter change before her very eyes. Shortly after this life-changing discovery, Joe shared her tips with her sister Tracy and they have never looked back. Listen in to hear Tracy and Joe share how Joe was able to completely change her daughter's health and behavior by changing her diet, what kinds of preservatives your kids are eating that you don't even know are in their food and that you might not know are harmful, what to look for when reading food labels, what additives should be most avoided, the truth about food dyes and MSG and how they are hidden in everything, (laughs) simple steps to get kids started and families started eating additive-free, and how to support your children's special eating habits in social settings. 
So this episode was really fun for me. I met Tracy and Joanne in the Philippines when I went for Tropical Think Tank a couple months ago, and it was so fun to connect with them. They're moms. They're hilarious. They're funny. They are amazing at karaoke, which we touch upon in this episode. That's when I first got to see them come out of their shell. They're just a really, really fun team, a dynamic duo. And they're really motivated by the way their own family dynamics have changed and the health of especially of Joe's daughter has changed by making some simple changes. So I was also interested in this because a lot of you know that Vinny can't eat gluten. We suspect he might have celiac, which we're waiting until he's five to test more thoroughly for. So I'm just always really interested to see how other families manage food sensitivities and especially in social settings. Also to see the changes that take place when we take certain things out of our food. And I think that there's a lot to be learned in this episode for little things that you can manage pretty simply that can really make a big difference. And sometimes we're quick to dive into like looking looking for medication and looking for a pill sort of an answer and looking in a medical model place, which there's absolutely a time and a place for that. But sometimes the best solutions are in healing ourselves with food. And I think this is such a great example of that. So when you hear Joe's story about her daughter, Ava, you'll really get to understand a little bit more what an impact food can have. So this has been a really fun episode. It's an episode with two people, my first episode with two people. So get ready for some Australian fun because they have great Australian accents. We did this interview via Zoom with them in Australia and me in Seattle. So we were like on different days. It was kind of crazy. But this is a fun interview and I'm very excited to dive in with Tracy and Joanne. Tracy and Joe, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here all the way from Australia. Oh, thanks for having us. You guys win (laughs) the award for the most far away guests, even though we didn't have to travel to see each other, but you definitely are my furthest away guests ever. Yay. It's an honor. Thank you. (laughs) And it's already the next day where you guys are. So it's Monday night for me, Tuesday morning for you guys. So it is, it is. We'll try not to talk to Australians so people can understand what we're saying. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So for our listeners just tuning in, I'll fill them in. We actually just did an interview where Tracy and Joe interviewed me for their podcast. So I want everyone to know where to follow you. So let's start with Sister Mixon, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So on social media, you're at Sister Mixon, but then you also have your podcast, which is The Whole Circle Life. There's the whole circle it is, but if they put in Sister Mixon, it will still come up as well. Okay. So Sister Mixon or The Whole Circle. And we met at the Tropical Think Tank in the Philippines just a few weeks ago. So we got to spend five days learning from each other and learning about each other's businesses. And that's how we were able to connect and find out that we both have podcasts and we work with moms and families. And that was so much fun. Mm. It was was brilliant, wasn't it? It was just amazing. So the two of you are sisters and moms. You work together. Mm -hmm. You live in Australia, but not in the same town, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we live in different states. So we're about a three-hour plane ride from each other. Okay. So I want to get into everything you're doing with Sister Mixon, and I know it comes from a personal story, and specifically Joe's story with your daughter and some of the challenges she was having before you guys started really tweaking some of your nutrition choices at your house. Before we start with that, though, let's start with what were you two doing before you went into business together? Okay. So <laughs> you I- go, Trace. <laughs> I was in the Navy. So I left, when I left school, I joined the Navy and I was in the Navy for a long time. And that's where I met my husband. And then I became a civilian still working for the defense force. 
Okay. And I had been in that job, so working for the government for the last 20-something years, 22 years or so. Okay. And, yeah, that was pretty much my life. I loved it. I loved everything about it. And I still do a little bit of Navy Reserve time now, just a little bit here and there, because there's just a few special occasions that I still really enjoy taking part in Remembrance Day. And we have a big anniversary of Gallipoli, which was a World War anniversary here called Anzac Day. Okay. And so there's a few, what are they called, you know, special days, I guess, that I still like partaking in my uniform. So I still do that every now and then. But yeah, basically I was in working for government. Okay. And then, Joe, I have to distinguish, we're not on video, so I'm distinguishing between your voices and your accents. So, Joe, tell us what you did before Sister Oh, gosh, how long do we have, right? <laughs> I've done a few things in my previous career. So I did about 10 years in early childhood, but I did go back and forth from that and I did a few things in between. So early years education from birth to kindergarten age, which is pre-prep primary school, I suppose. Okay. And I've also worked in property management and ran a real estate property management sector as well. And what else have I done? I worked in human resources for a little while. I never really found my niche. Like I enjoyed early years education. I did like that, Mm -hmm. but it still wasn't something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I guess I just changed jobs until you know, I really wanted to try and find something that I loved and yeah. yeah, And then now I finally have my business that I love. So this is so fascinating because neither of you come from a business background or professional background that has anything to do with what you're actually doing professionally now. No. (laughs) So I love that. So let's go ahead and talk about, I do at some point we have to talk about what it's like to work with your sister, because I think a lot of people could not do that. So that might come up naturally as we're talking, but if it doesn't, we'll make sure to touch on that before the end here. I feel like I should interview two separately for that, like without the other person listening. So now, do you know what? All right, we'll answer that now because okay, it, it, while it. it's fresh. So we live in different states. So like I said, we actually have to catch a plane to be able to see each other. We talk daily though via Skype or Zoom or, you know, just the telephone. Okay. And do you know what? Some of the best business decisions have come out of arguments. So as sisters, we can argue and our business isn't going to fall apart because we're still held together with blood. So I think it's actually a really great business because we've always been pretty close. There's five years age difference, nearly six, actually it's five and a half years age difference. And I don't think it matters. Like, I think it's a strength that we're sisters because I think that when we do argue or if we do have issues or anything that, you know, needs to be sorted out, we just fight it out. And then we come out of the other end and we're like, oh, that was actually a really good fight. Cool. Now we know what we're doing. Thanks. I love that. (laughs) Joe. do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I totally agree. I think for the most part, we get on really well. It is really lovely running a business together. And I do love the fact that it is my sister. We can be a little bit blunt with each other that we necessarily wouldn't be if we had (laughs) a business partner or a friend or, you know, if we weren't sisters. So sometimes that's a little bit of a downfall. Like I know I can be, you know, a bit too blunt and Tracy's probably the same. (laughs) You know, so sometimes I do think I wouldn't have said that if it was just someone I worked with. But generally we get on really well. And I think because our business is built around families and built around children and everything that we do, it all sort of incorporates into one. So yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. We're actually quite different in personality as well. So Joe's very much, 
she just jumps off, dives in. She's just, you know, booking things, doing things. Like it's just, you know, a bit blah, 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 blah with Joe. And I'm the one that goes, no, 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 you know, just slow down. No, we're not going to do that right now. We have to actually finish this task that we were started. <laughs> so as a duo, we actually work really, really well together because I kind of can control it and hold it back a little bit. And Joe's yeah. like got all these ideas and she's the ideas person and it's, you know, things are flying at me left, right and center. And I'm like, well, hold on a minute. We just need to slow it down. Yeah. Let's just one step at a time. So we work really well together as a team as well. Mm. And then on the flip side of that, though, I'll push you to Trace. So necessarily I'll be like, no, we are doing this or no, let's do it. <laughs> and, you know, I'll take Trace out of her comfort zone quite often as well, which is a good thing too. So, yes. yeah, we, we yeah. work really well with each other. That's really mm, great. I love cool. that you have the boundaries are a little bit different for you guys to push each other out of your comfort zones, which I'm sure is really powerful and probably allows you to grow at a little bit of a faster pace than if you were not siblings. And I have mm. to say, listening to you both describe that reminded me of a little night in the Philippines where we all did karaoke. <laughs> and what specifically reminded me was that Joe was immediately very excited about karaoke <laughs> and Tracy was a little more inhibited. But by the end of the night, Tracy, who initially was like, I'm not getting up there. I'm not getting up there. And then she was like, how about we do this song next? And now how about this song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So once but you warmed up to in it. In my defense, everyone else was drunk. So no one actually cared how bad my singing was. That's true. That's true. No, it was. And we were the first ones up because bloody Chris put on the, Spice Spice girls. Girls. and oh, yes. I had to get up and sing it first up <laughs> yeah. oh, but anyway goodness. take you out of your comfort zone straight away yeah go to the Philippines with a bunch of strangers and do karaoke <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get really confident really fast <laughs> so tell us what inspired Sister Mixon I know it comes from Joe from your story with your daughter so let's go ahead and talk about that a little bit and share how you got started Okay, sure. So it was about three years ago, probably now. And yeah, my daughter, she had a lot of behavioral issues. So I had a newborn baby, I had a son, and he ended up being lactose intolerant. So let's just say he screamed from pretty much the second he was born until we sort of figured out what his issue was. And he was about eight weeks old at the time when we sort of settled him down. So it was good because, you know, it could have gone on for a lot longer than that. But you know, he had a whole body full of eczema. He had diarrhea, oh. tummy pains. He wouldn't sleep for any more than, oh my God, I'm going to say, I don't think he slept for eight weeks of his life. It was torture. My husband went away for interstate for work. And then I had a little girl who was just three at the time and her behavior was quite out of control. So as soon as we figured out what Jacob's problem was, we definitely had to move on to Eva and I knew that she wasn't coping in the world. I wasn't coping in the world. I was starting to go down the postnatal route. Um, you know, I was really overweight and sleep deprived as well, but we had to sort of help her and we had to help her now. So with my early years background, I was on maternity leave from working in the kindergarten and I was around a lot of children the same age as her. And I don't like to use the word normal, but I knew that her behavior was not that of a normal three-year-old. Mm. She was doing things that she was having these tantrums that just wouldn't end. So she would have a tantrum about little things and they would go on for that long that they would result in her curled up in a little ball on the floor. She would rock back and forth and then she would start to scratch her face. 
So the only way we could get her to stop scratching her face was to peel her fingers off her face one by one. And yeah, it was awful. A lot of the time, the way she would calm down was she'd either fall asleep or she would just be really lethargic and tired, you know, when she was coming out of it. But Mm -hmm. I'm talking these tantrums could go on for hours at a time. Wow. She had a lot of tummy pain. She was biting a lot. She was scratching a lot. She'd just do these little things where she'd just lash out and scratch your face or it got to the point where she was kicked out of two daycare centres for her biting. She wasn't sleeping very well. It affected our whole life. Like I stopped going places with her. I couldn't take her to the shops. I couldn't take her to the supermarket. I couldn't take her to the park. Like she would just run off. We'd go to the park and she'd just run off. And here I had a newborn baby. I couldn't run off after her very well. So we stopped even going to the park. I stopped going to play group. I stopped going to this little thing we have down here called mainly music because she just would bite someone or scratch someone or do something. And it just would result in us coming home, you know, and I'd have to literally pin her in the car seat, put her in the car seat and then scream all the way home. It was awful. The other thing that was happening to her is she was always sick as well and I couldn't figure out why she was always sick. We'd always be at the GP and they'd say to me, it's normal for a child to be sick when they're in daycare, like it's okay. But I just remember thinking that what am I doing that's so wrong? Like she should not be so sick all the time. Like she always had infection. She had constant repeated tonsillitis. She had her tonsils and adenoids removed. She was only 20 months old. She had ear infections, bronchitis. She had asthma. She had pneumonia one year over New Year's. And I just, yeah, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I had done my research and I'd booked her into a clinic to get her tested for ADHD. Mm. And I remember them saying to me that there was a five-month wait list. <gasps> and five I thought, mu- that's like forever. Five, yeah. And so exactly, right? So I remember thinking to myself, like, how on earth am I going to get through the next five months? But I didn't want to book her in anywhere else. I had been told by a few teacher friends that this was the best clinic in Brisbane. And so I just thought, I just have to wait. I just have to write it out. You know, what am I going to do? I just can't do anything about it. So anyway, that was really hard. And then I went along to, it's called a Thermomix. It's appliance we use here. I don't know if you've got them in America. Anyway, Is it like a blender? Yeah, sort of. So we have a Vitamix. So anyway, I went along to this demonstration. There was a health coach there and she mentioned additive 102. And she said that, yeah, it's the colour yellow and I would never be giving it to my kids. And I remember thinking, like, it was really casual. So it's a a food dye. Yes, it's the yellow food dye. And I remember thinking, that's a little bit weird. Like, why would that be linked to anything? Like, surely that can't be, you know, it's in our food we eat. That must be fine. Right. And so I went home that night and I Googled 102. And there were just the three numbers I put into Google. And I was quite horrified as to what it, meant and what it could be linked to. It's linked to behavioural issues, asthmatic should avoid it, it can be carcinetic, it's petroleum derived, so made from coal tar. And I remember thinking, what? Like this is in the food that we eat? Like this doesn't make sense to me at all. 
So I kept Googling and I came up with my own list of additives and preservatives that were linked to behavioural issues because that was my main thing that I needed to focus on. And my husband came back from interstate and I printed out this list and I handed it to him and I said, maybe this could be some of Eva's problems. And let me tell you, I didn't think we were eating that bad. I was spending a lot of money in the healthy food aisle of the supermarket. I was eating veg and meat for dinner every night. I was buying things very heavily marketed to children and that might be full of whole grains and, you know, different things that I thought I was doing the right thing. So anyway, we went to our fridge and pantry and we threw in the bin everything that contained a concerning additive or preservative. And... In what felt like overnight, her behaviour changed. I'm not kidding. It sounds like a miracle story and it's one that has gone on for near three years now. But just by doing that initial additive and preservative chuck out of what we had, she stopped having these tantrums that would not end. So she'd have a little three-year-old tantrum, but then they'd end. Mm -hmm. And she stopped scratching her face. She stopped getting so sick. She stopped biting. Three months into our additive and preservative-free journey, I realised she hadn't bitten anyone. That, for me, was just like the best thing ever. And the best thing was that I got to the five months and now I'm going to cry because I do every time. (laughs) But the day before that appointment, I was able to cancel that appointment. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my journey and that's how we got to sort of where we are now, really. Oh we started gosh. a business and, yeah, things have, things have grew from there. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So were you quickly inspired as you saw what happened so quickly with your daughter? Were you then immediately inspired to make this into your own business and livelihood and like help other families with the same thing? Or did that take some time? Yeah. So what happened was when I started going out at even preservative free, everyone Mm. thought I'd gone total (laughs) woo-woo. They thought I'd gone down this hippie path of, you know, spiritualization. And I wasn't even into yoga or meditation at that stage. Um, I was just into wanting to feed my family a bit healthier. So I have really had no one around me. Like even Trace thought I'd gone a bit cuckoo. (laughs) And so I started a Facebook page. And I thought, I'm going to share a few recipes here and there with anyone who wants to see it online. So I started a Facebook page and it was obviously called something else than Sister Mixin. And I just started sharing a few recipes that I was making. And it quickly became quite popular. I got a thousand likers, you know, within, I don't know, a couple of months, I think. And it just started becoming really popular. So initially I just did it for the love of it because I just wanted to get this message out there that, other families don't have to go through what I went through. Right. And so my maternity leave was about to run out. And I said to Trace, I'm really enjoying my blog, but I don't know how I'm going to keep going. I'm due to go back to work. I don't know what to do, but I don't want to give it up. Like I love it. And at this point it was a $0 blog. It wasn't, I wasn't earning any money from it. Yeah. And so Tracy said, well, I'll, I'll share a few recipes here and there. And pretty much all it was was a food blog. It was just recipes. So she came on and initially she sort of was like the bad chef. So she was sharing (laughs) recipes that had quite a lot of sugar and (laughs) wheat flour and, you know, quite a few recipes that were definitely not down the whole food track or or even additive and preservative free. Like I remember there being hundreds and thousands and things on recipes. And, yeah, I'll let Trace share her story. But then it was pretty not far after that that Trace started going additive and preservative free as well. And that's when we thought, okay, well, let's change the name of the business to Sister Mixin and let's see what else we can do. Oh, that's so cool. So Tracy, tell us your piece of that and how, what that journey was like (laughs) for you getting involved. So as we sort of mentioned before, we do live in different states, but 
as sisters, Joe would ring and, and would be describing Eva or, you know, she'd be like saying to me different things with her behaviour. And because I wasn't witnessing it firsthand, I guess I was the sister that was like, oh, look, it's going to be okay. Like you don't want to stress her out any more than she's already stressed out. So you try and play it down and, you know, and those sorts of things. But then over time, I realised that something was obviously quite serious mm-hmm. and especially when she'd booked her into that clinic, I knew that that was really hard for Joe, like super, super hard for Joe to book her into a clinic to have her tested, mm-hmm. the ADHD. And then after that, when she had finally, you know, made the switch to additives and preservative-free sort of food, she, you know, would ring and the, the stories wouldn't be there. Like we would ring and just talk about, I don't know, our husbands or something. Oh my God. Of like yeah, like your conversations <laughs> probably just completely changed. Like you totally. probably built a relationship around what was going. I mean, I have this with friends all the time where you build a relationship around the thing that's like the most stressful in your life. And if you take that thing out, all of a sudden you're like, oh, we get to talk about other things. <laughs> what yeah, do we talk about? Yeah. There's whinge about our husbands now. <laughs> <laughs> But over time, I, I kind of could see this change and I guess I sort of was intrigued and, you know, as I was sharing recipes, like Joe said, and doing different things. And then as I'm, you know, learning and progressing in my journey, and which was clearly a lot slower than Joe's, I became to realise that this was a good way to eat and a much better way to live our lives as well. And I think because we took two different journeys into this way of eating, I guess you could say. It's really great for our business as well because we have two different perspectives on it and, you know, you don't have to go gung-ho like Joe did, you know, and and go all in, but, you know, you can take it a little bit slower and, you know, and still change your eating patterns and that is what we recommend throughout our course. We have an e-course to help people remove additives and preservatives from their diets But throughout that journey, yeah, we definitely recommend taking things slower. And my kids are a lot older than Joe's. So my daughter's currently 16, nearly 17, and I've got a 14-year-old as well. So when I started going additive and preservative-free, I had older kids that could argue back at me quite severely. Yes, I was just (laughs) going to ask, what was that like? Well, because we took it really, really slow, there actually wasn't a lot of resistance. They didn't really notice a lot of the time. And when they did notice, I just explained. And you know what? Look, we're not perfect in any way, shape or form. And we still allow the odd thing here or there that we eat that we know is totally wrong. But I think that's just sort of general life as well. Like, I don't think you have to be completely perfect unless you're going to have a severe reaction to it, which no one in my family does. So for us, it's just purely a lifestyle choice. And I put it down to a bit like, anything really like exercise even you know if you go Mm. hardcore every day but then you decide to have a holiday and you have a week off what do you do like it's not going to make a big difference you know overall so for us there's you know for my family then yeah I'm okay with a little bit here and there but most of the time yeah we do live additive and preservative free and the kids are okay with that Nice. So tell us about what specifically you took out, or I guess, Joe, you could say maybe what, I know there was like some things that sounded like the biggest culprits, the things that were really trigger foods for your daughter or trigger additives and preservatives. So can you give us a little bit of a list of things that we should be looking for that might be really impacting our kids? And so and I'll also say my son has skin issues related to dairy and that we also mm-hmm. think he might be celiac or have celiac disease. So we're like very conscious of gluten and dairy in our household. But tell us some of the things, because I'm imagining those two things are probably high on your list. What other things were you looking at? Yeah, initially I didn't start with anything but additives and preservatives. 
I will point out as well, though, that the numbers and colours in Australia are numbered slightly differently to America. Oh, okay. So as we're saying, like, number 102, I think you guys call that yellow number five. So just it might just be worth looking up those differences. But synthetic food colours is where we're sort of talking food. about when we mention food colours. Okay. And most of the other things I think should be pretty similar. Okay, that's good to know. I was yeah. wondering about that. So, yeah, for us initially, we just looked at additives and preservatives. We didn't okay. look at gluten, wheat, dairy, okay. um, anything else because I needed to start, I guess, somewhere. So it was even and things that were more hidden because gluten and dairy are fairly obvious. So you're looking at things yeah. that were even way more hidden that would be way not on people's radar at all. Yeah. Mm. So the thing you've got to do is always look at the ingredients. It right. does not matter what it says on the front of the box. It right. doesn't. You know, one of the breakfast cereals we were eating was Cheerios. And you guys have them in the States. Yes. Now, I don't know what's in your ingredients over in the States, but in Australia, it says on the front of the box, it's four star, I think, or four and a half star over here, health food rating. Mm -hmm. It's got whole grains on the front, fiber, like all these big words on the front of the box to promote that it's a really healthy breakfast cereal. Right. So she would have that for breakfast. She would have maybe some in her lunchbox, but I didn't realize that it actually has 160B Anato in there. Now, Anato mm. is a natural additive. It's natural because it's derived from the sea pod of an Anato tree. So trees are natural, right? So they mm. can call this additive natural. So um. 160B Anato is linked to some of the most biggest behavioural issues ever. It's linked to headbanging, migraines. If there was one additive that we could remove from the world, it would be an Ido 160B. Wow. And it's yeah. the thing with it is that it's in a lot of ice cream. So she might get the odd bowl of ice cream for dessert. I'd put hundred thousands on top. That's just a chemical bomb with all the food colours in there. I just started removing anything that was listed on the ingredients list that was a concern to me, I just removed. If I couldn't pronounce a word, it got me thinking, if I can't pronounce that word, then what is that? Right. Like, you know, if there was a number on there, well, why is there a number on the ingredient? Now, not all numbers and words and additives and preservatives are bad, but when I first started I just need to get them out and then yeah. figure out what's a good one, what's a bad one. But most of them are a little synthetic. Yeah. So, and for, yeah. For people listening who want, especially if you're considering that you want to know what things that are specifically tied to behavior, because like Tracy mentioned, they might have different names or terminology in the States versus Australia. Would your recommendation be to Google, like you said, you did this long Google search. Would you Google like, United States additives and behavior. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I would. It was really hard. Like I have mm. to admit, you know, that's why we built our e-course additive free made easy because I looked at Tracy one day and I said, you know, I wish there could have just been a place where I could have just gone yeah. and learnt this information and done it because figuring it out all on my own was really tough. So we've got a lot of blog posts on our website now of oh, good. top five additives to avoid or even how to start avoiding them as well, our top five tips to eating additive free. So it could just be a matter of Googling the 102 Tartrazine America okay. and see what pops up or okay. something like mm. that. Yeah. 
Hey, Shameless Moms, I wanted to just pop in for a minute and talk about our sponsor today, Aptive. So a lot of you have been telling me how you've been using Aptive and loving it and loving the variety of workouts. So for those of you not familiar, Aptive is an app that brings a personal trainer right into your ear to help you support you through your workouts and tell you exactly what to do in your workouts with really awesome music in the background. So I've been hearing of people doing the seven-minute workouts. I know a few people are doing the running training that I'm doing. There's a million different things you can do with the Active Act to get started working out. There's different levels of fitness that you can click chime into to make sure you're working at a level appropriate for you. There's lots of different lengths of time. So some of the workouts are super short. Some are longer. You can do a half marathon training if you want to go running for hours, or you can do a little seven, six minute bodyweight workout. There's even a few like shorter workouts that are just, I've even seen a handful of the yoga workouts are like five minutes, five minutes of yoga. So there's all different kinds of workouts, different lengths, different abilities different fitness levels, anything that you could ask for in a workout app, I really truly feel it is in the Aptive app and it's always on your phone, immediately accessible and you just need to push play and you can stop, drop and get sweaty right in your office or you can take it out with you to the gym, on a run, wherever you might wanna do your thing and get your sweat on. So if you want to get a free 30-day trial to the Aptive app, you can go to aptive.com and use the code SMA30. That will give you a free 30-day trial to try out the app and see what you think. I know everyone who I've heard using it so far is really, really loving it. I've been using it for my running training and I'm totally obsessed. So definitely check it out. Try it out. Let me know what you think. Shoot me an email at info at shamelessmom.com and let me know what your workouts are feeling like after you give the Aptive app a try. So again, that's Aptive, A-A-P-T-I-V.com and use the code SMA30 to get 30 days free. And now back to our show. Okay. We'll make sure that we link in our show notes over at shamelessmom.com. We'll make sure that we link to your blog from there as well Mm. so that people can pop over and they can see everything that you've already compiled. Now in the United Kingdom that all the numbers, they're exactly the same as what's in Australia. However, they just have the letter E written in front of them. Okay. So I don't know Mm. if that helps anybody listening. So 102 will be E102. Okay. the name of the color will be the same. So tartrazine okay. or uh, Allure red or, okay. you know, sunset yellow, brilliant, brilliant blue. So ours, like I know red 40 is a big deal over here. Mm-hmm. That's the one yeah, that we hear yeah. about a lot over here. And that's the one I've heard about most predominantly when I, I hear about dyes. Allure red. Yeah, that absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one so- of the other studies that you should link to in your show notes too was one of the things that we used throughout our course is it was done by the Southampton University And it was a study done on six food dyes that they mixed with sodium benzoate, which is a preservative. And what they found was throughout that study was that, and this was just children in the general population. So this was not children that they had picked out, hand-picked or anything like that. So they took groups of children and they fed some a placebo and then they fed others this mixture of food colours plus the sodium benzoate. And they were trying to replicate a lot of foods on the market that use sodium benzoate and the food dyes. So thinking things like soft drinks, fizzy drinks, you know, icy poles, ice creams, you know, things like that that have those ingredients in them that a lot of kids eat. And what they found was that overall, like the study, like the kids that had those mixture of cocktails, their behaviour was totally, totally crazy. Oh, interesting. And they had a huge increase in hyperactivity in those children. And then what happened in the United Kingdom was that everything has to be labelled now in the United Kingdom 
if they have those colors with the sodium benzoate in it. So, and sodium benzoate is definitely a preservative that I've seen on a lot of packaging over here. So I know yeah. that it's called the same thing over here. Yeah. Um, and, so they know. have to label in okay. the UK now anything with those colors in it with the sodium benzoate to say this, I don't know exactly what the wording is, but this may cause a reaction, you know, mm-hmm. to your child. Like this may affect them. And I can't exactly say what it says now, but they yeah. have to label it to say, this is not great, don't eat it kind of right. deal, which is so cool for the United Kingdom to do that. I just wish they would do it everywhere else. So when you started eliminating all of these things, and I'm sure this was different between the two of you, and like you said, Tracy, you kind of did it slowly over time, but Joe, when you did it overnight, what did you substitute? I mean, I'm thinking for families that are like, mm. we just do Cheerios. Yeah, a lot of people are like, we do Cheerios every morning. Like, what are we supposed to do instead? So it's one thing to get rid of all the old stuff. What new things did you bring in? to make sure that you were actually bringing in things that were safe and appropriate? It's a really good question. And I just want to say that we don't really go without a lot. It's just a matter of make the switch. So we went from a breakfast cereal to another type of brand. I mean, now we don't have breakfast cereal at all. You know, we've gone to quite a whole food diet Mm -hmm. of like porridge or birch muesli or sometimes we have toast. We just make sure there's no preservatives in the toast. We quite often have scrambled eggs or nitrate-free bacon or zucchini slice or I don't know. So it's just a matter of making the switch. Same with any type of brands of sauce, like quite often sauce or... Well, you call it ketchup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You call it sauce? Yes, we call it ketchup. (laughs) I'm thinking like your oyster sauce and marinades is what I'm trying to say quite often have a lot of preservatives. Yes. So it's just a matter of looking at the ingredients. So I think it's great that people are leaning towards a more whole food diet, but in a lot of these sauces and marinades and things that are acceptable in a whole food diet, there's still a lot of additives and preservatives that we can do without. Yes. Yeah. And don't be fooled by the label organic either. I had a packet of organic noodles in my hand the other day and I thought, okay, I'll have a look at these. So on the front, again, I would have just picked them up face value and gone, I'll call organic noodles. That's great. I'll have them in my stir fry. Mm -hmm. When I looked at the ingredients listing, there was organic annatto, which is the one that we would recommend everybody avoiding. So clearly they went back on the shelf and I switched out to another brand. I would still rather the other non-organic brand than choose anything with annatto in it whatsoever. Okay, with the additive. So that's such a good point. And I think that something that I see people over here do all the time. So we have Whole Foods, which is our very expensive food grocery store. In the big cities like Seattle, it's extremely popular to go and spend like all your money there because it's also, it's like fancy and beautiful. And people are mistaken, just like what you said, people are mistaken by something that's marketed as organic or marketed as gluten-free. So people are like, oh, so it's so healthy. Like I can eat unlimited quantities of it. And in reality, you can't eat unlimited quantities of anything. Like, I mean, if you're wanting to maintain like a healthy lifestyle, I know because I work with so many women who are concerned with, you know, maintaining their weight or and those kinds of things, especially with aging, it's like, it doesn't matter if the cupcakes have gluten or not, or if the cupcakes are organic or not, it's still a cupcake. And so Mm, I think that it's easy to be kind of fooled by health food labeling and by the health food industry, because it's easy to be told that everything that we're having is really, really healthy when just because it's organic doesn't mean it's healthy. And just because it's gluten-free doesn't mean it's healthy. So really looking at those tiny details is really significant. So you can't just make it as easy as like, I'm going to shop at the 
health food store and buy everything there and just assume that it's all safe because that's not the case, especially no. in your example for your daughter, Joe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some simple steps that you have for people to get started eating additive free? Okay, so I'll take that one. So I think the easiest thing for people to start is literally just reading the labels. Like Joe mentioned before, once you turn that box or packet or container over and you start reading what's in there, you'll most likely be horrified to start off with. Right. And, you know, if you can't pronounce an ingredient or you just don't know what it is, look it up before you buy it. You know, there are some great apps on your phone. I'll give you one that we have here in Australia. It's called Chemical Maze. And you can look up an ingredient. You can type in the word or you can type in the number and it will tell you it has little smiley faces or sad faces. So you get a green face if it's all good or, you know, and it tells you exactly as well. So it might say, you know, often derived from genetically modified something or, you know, this is banned in use foods for children or, you know, it gives an explanation on top of the little smiley face. It's called Chemical Maze, M-A-Z-E? M-A-Z-E, yes. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing we really, really highly recommend is like we sort of touched on before is just taking it one step at a time. So when your bottle of ketchup runs out, (laughs) tomato sauce, (laughs) ketchup runs out, you know, look for a brand, you know, read the ingredients and look for a brand that doesn't have those synthetic ingredients in it. You know, you may even find an organic one, which is even better, but, you know, still choose the better option over the next one. And that's, you know, things like pre-grated cheese in the packets. I'm assuming you guys have those over there. Yeah. So pre-grated cheese has a white coating on it. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that. Oh my gosh. I never even thought of this. You're going to make me paranoid. Yeah. So (laughs) stop buying that. Just grate your cheese right. yourself it takes like seconds because they you know? preserve because you grate it yourself and you keep it in the fridge for a while like it doesn't last very long but if you buy it pre-grated it lasts for a really long time yeah yeah so <laughs> because it has, it has preservatives anti- it does it has an anti-caking agent over yeah. it so you don't want to be eating that so just grate your own you can freeze grated cheese you can pop okay. it through your food processor on a grating blade and, and, and like just grate your whole block of cheese and pop it in the freezer you've still okay. got pre-grated cheese you just done it yourself you know, if you can buy foods when they're in bulk, so, you know, tomatoes are in season here in Australia at the moment, it's some, we're just coming out of summer. So, you know, I'll buy a big box of tomatoes and I will puree them up myself and then I'm not using canned tomatoes. I've got real tomatoes that I've pureed up. I've weighed them out the same size as a tin of tomatoes mm-hmm. and, you know, I've canned them myself. So then it's cheaper to start with right. for starters and, you know, You do have to have the freezer space. I get it. They all go Mm -hmm. in the freezer in containers and stuff. But, you know, really little simple things can make a massive difference. But please just read the labels. We just just can't stress that enough. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Well, I think it's really easy when you talk about the label piece, it's really easy to see something and dismiss it because you see it so often in every label Mm. that you're like, oh, this must be safe. And so I know one of the things is we, a lot of times in protein bars and protein powders, it'll Mm -hmm. say soy protein isolate. I get this question all the time working with women at my gym where they'll say like, oh, what protein powder should I get? And I'll say, don't get anything with soy protein isolate. Well, it's something that you see like on almost every bar and in mm-hmm. so many different protein powders. So when you see things really repetitively, you're like, oh, well, that must be safe because I see it everywhere. No, actually, just because it's everywhere doesn't mean that it's safe. So I love the idea of checking on this food app on Chemical Maze or just Googling it yourself to be like, oh, I've seen this a lot, but I don't know for sure. And doing a little bit of that research yourself just to check. And especially in your example with your daughter, Joe, that if you Google it in conjunction with a specific behavior, so for you to say like, oh, I want to look up, you know, for our listeners, maybe with children with maybe have some behavior challenges to Google like red dye and children's behavior and see what you come up with. Or for me, like I did a lot of dairy and eczema in kids when Vinny was having all this skin stuff when he was really, really little. And I was like, my child shouldn't have like completely raw skin when he's three months old. I mean, we also went to the doctor, don't get me wrong, but Mm -hmm. so, you know, definitely talk with your doctor about these things as well. But I think that you can make some quick connections because our big thing was like, we don't want to do formula if he has a dairy allergy, but the problem with doing, and I had all these nursing issues, I didn't make enough milk. And if we were to put him on formula that has milk in it. And so we were like, how do we do that if we think he has a milk sensitivity? And so then the doctor said, well, there's some non-dairy formulas that you can get, but they're made of like sugar and corn syrup. And I was like, I am absolutely not putting my child on sugar and corn syrup as his only source of nutrition. And so I like made myself keep nursing. And then eventually we decided to try formula when the doctor was like, your child's falling off the growth curve, you have to try something. And we decided like, I would rather have him on a dairy-based formula than on corn syrup and sugar for a limited amount of time. Like we'll deal with a little bit of a rash because I'm not having my child be on corn syrup and sugar. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. So you have to make a lot of educated decisions and really know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes you have to make the best of a bad situation. Yes. Yeah. You know, we face that a lot when going to birthday parties or going to school and might have a special, you know, little Mother's Day event at school or something like that. So you do have to sometimes make the best of a bad situation. And that's a great point because we have to manage this with birthday parties as well with being gluten-free and dairy-free. How do you manage those situations with your daughter? Do you bring her own food for her or does she navigate with between the options that are presented? 
Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I have taken a little snack. So generally if I'm taking my own food, I tend to do that for a birthday party that I know is not going to have one option there for her to eat, but I'll take it for the whole party. So, you know, generally original flavored chips are additive free where your barbecue flavor or chicken flavor are generally full of MSG. Mm. So MSG is number 621 over here. Mm-hmm. And the natural original flavors generally are just potato, oil, and salt. Mm-hmm. Where if you look at chicken or barbecue, you'll see a whole ton of ingredients. So again, it's looking at the ingredients and going, oh, that one's got less and this one's got heaps. So I'm going to go for the one that has less. So we'll take a whole bag and then we'll open it up and put it on the table. Or, you know, we'll take some additive free lollies and open the whole bag up and put it on the table. So in that way, so she's not isolated to them just being hers, they're available mm-hmm. to everyone. I'll call the host or I'll text the host and say, look, we've got some food intolerances. Is it okay if I bring some food? I'm happy to put it on the table for everyone, but just want to make sure that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. And I haven't come across anyone that says, no, you can't do yeah. that, <laughs> you know, The other thing that we do is we'll grab a plate and we try and pick all the white foods. So sometimes it's a bit of hit and miss. I mean, there's preservatives in bread. If there's white bread there, then, but if she's picking all the white food, then I know she's not getting those artificial food colors. Right, right. And now... So it's, again, making the best of a bad situation. I'll always let her have a piece of the birthday cake, but if the cake is brightly coloured in the frosting, Mm -hmm. then we always choose a piece of the middle of the cake, not the outside of the cake. Yeah, which is a really fair compromise because she doesn't feel like she's missing out on the experience. You're just being, like, particular about putting some limits around what's best and what's safest for her. Yeah. And sometimes I do it sneaky as well. Like sometimes, (laughs) you know, say to the host, oh, we'll just have that piece or can we have a middle piece? And then just quickly do it before she notices. And then other times she's all okay. Like it depends what mood she's in as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And depends how much she's eaten on the day as well. Other little things that we do is we always try to be full before we go to the party. So we always have a good feed before we go. So our tummy's not hungry. Choose water over soft drink. Obviously, over cordial, choose water, mm. even over fruit boxes or poppers. I'm not sure what you call mm. them over yeah, there. We have, we have juice, juice boxes. Juice boxes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some juice boxes are okay these days, but so I know generally which ones are okay and aren't. But if you don't, look at the ingredients. If yeah. it's got the sodium benzoate or even an artho or artificial food colors in there, then just go the water. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes I just say no no, that's not a good option. It's not going to happen. And then other times I'm like, you know what, that's fine. Yeah. I'm sure there has to be a little bit of give and take. And as she gets older and she can make the connections that like this hurts my stomach or this makes me not feel good, this Mm -hmm. makes me emotional, whatever, like she'll be able to make those connections herself the older she gets. Mm. And that'll be empowering too. I love that you brought up MSG because MSG is definitely something we have in tons of stuff over here. And you're right about, it's like anything that is flavored to be really salty and delicious in terms of snack foods, will have MSG in it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And MSG is, is linked to so many health yes. issues. We're yes, talking things is. from obesity right through to heart disease, right yeah. through, you know, and, to and migraines. I was just going to um, say small, not small things because they can be very life impacting, but like headaches and those kinds of things I know are mm. very closely linked to MSG. So it can be like big 
things that are really, really dangerous, but it can also be like just little random things like, oh, why am I getting headaches so often? Maybe because you're having a lot of MSG. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what it's like over there, but there's over 70 odd names for MSG that's allowed to be named in food. So yeast extract, for example, is actually a form of MSG. And oh, yeast I did ex- not know that. Yeast extract is actually, so not yeast as in right. not cooking yeast, right. but yeast extract. So it's a different ingredient than regular cooking baking okay. yeast. Okay. So yeah. over here, yeast extract is actually a form of MSG. They just can label it something different and they get away right. with it and people don't think it's right. MSG, but in actual fact it is. And there's around 70 odd names the last time I checked for Another, MSG, which is crazy. Yeah. Another really popular one is hydrolyzed vegetable protein. Now, I'm oh, sure you guys would yes. have that. Yes, we do. Yeah. So the reason that is a form of MSG is because it's made with glutamate, which is the G in MSG. Mm. So anything that's made with glutamate has the same effect on the body that it does with MSG. So, okay. yeah, you'll get the, all the same symptoms. And it's found in mm. a lot of foods, for, especially for children. So for Uh, those not aware, I'll just explain MSG as well. So what happens is MSG actually affects the chemical receptors in your brain. And what will happen is when you're eating, your brain is saying, oh, cool, this is sweet, this tastes yummy, keep eating, keep eating, keep eating, keep eating, keep eating, keep eating, keep eating. Don't stop, you haven't finished yet, you haven't finished, you're not full, you're not full, you're not full, keep eating, keep eating. And after you've eaten that whole bag of chips, you're like, oh, I'm not even full, oh, I might have another one. It completely affects the receptors in your brain and your brain does not process that you are eating at all. And that's why you can eat a whole bag of chips in a sitting and not even think, wow, I've just eaten a whole bag of chips. Your brain knows that you've eaten a whole bag of chips, don't get me wrong, is in that part of your brain. But the part that's telling your stomach that you're full or that you've had food is completely interfered with MSG. And that's why it is linked severely to obesity. My husband and I watched a news show recently, or it's probably been about a year now, but it talked very specifically about the food industry and the things that they do with chemicals to make food addictive. And that is the perfect example. And there Mm -hmm. is like, do not be fooled. I, I think that we are becoming more and more savvy consumers, but it's truly a part of the food industry to make us addicted to certain kinds of foods. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a perfect example of that. And that absolutely happens. And it happens in many, many kinds of food. And it happens very specifically in foods targeting children. And because it makes a lot of money, it's all an industry driven corporate thing. It's not about like fueling your children to give them energy to get through the school day and have brain power. And like, it's none of that. It's literally just for a company to make a buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is it's so disgusting. It's so hideous. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, really disturbing. Yeah, if anyone wants, I'll try to find that news story and put it in the show notes as well because it was really fascinating and so disturbing. All right, I know that we're getting close to the end of time here, and I want to make sure. I know, Joe, you have your little ones home today. So, and it's the morning. You guys have a whole day ahead of you. I'm like about to go have yeah. some wine and have some dinner. <laughs> All right, well, let me so, tell you, I hope that wine's preservative free. I know, I was just thinking. I'm going to have to go check. I have some organic sulfite free wine. So, oh, I know it doesn't have sulfate. Good work. <laughs> So before I let you go, though, we have to do two things. I need to know where we can find you, and then we're going to do our Shameless Mommy Minute. So let's start with where can we find you online? You can find us at systemixon.com, and we hang out a lot on Instagram as well, and we share a lot of recipes over on Instagram. So that's just at systemixon, and we do a lot of what are they called, Insta stories now. So you you can check us out there. 
So Instagram and Facebook are where we mostly hang out. And then we do have an e-course that is called Additive Free Made Easy. So you can also, even though you're in America, you can still join that course if you would like to learn more about additives and preservatives. We have had people from overseas go through that course and they have still benefited from doing that. And what we might try and do is we are actually just rewriting that course at the moment and we might try and be able to link in as much as we can the United States sort of versions of the colors and numbers as well. So we'll nice. definitely update to include and is, a lot of is that. Is that on Sister Mixin or is it on its own website? You can link to it from Sister Mixin. Okay. So, so you we'll can find sure. it via okay. there as well. Cool. I will point everyone there. And then your podcast is over in iTunes at. Yeah. So that's called The Whole Circle by Sister Mixin. So again, as long as you put in Sister Mixin into anything, you'll get us come okay. up. And the reason, yeah, so it's just called The Whole Circle. And we talk about a whole range of things within that podcast. It's not just about food. Cool. Very cool. Yes. They talk about a whole range of things like shameless moms because they just interviewed me. (laughs) Okay. So now we're going to do our shameless mommy minute, our lightning round. And I've never gotten to do this. I've never interviewed two people at the same time. So this is so much fun, but we're going to do our lightning round. So I'll ask each question and then let's have, we'll have Jogo answer first and then Tracy. Does that sound okay? Okay. Should I be nervous? You should be extremely nervous. This is very important. (laughs) And Joe has an assignment to work in a special oh, word. I just thought of that. <laughs> I just thought about like, damn it, I haven't So there's a special word that in the middle of this conference in the Philippines, <laughs> Joe got up to ask a very important question to one of the speakers on stage. And she gets up and she threw this word out and none of us let it go for the rest of the conference. And so it's her job now to work it into this lightning round so that we can oh, all gosh. hear her use it. Because it was like, no, it was a big hit. No pressure. So, I know. Hashtag so now, no pressure. Right, exactly. <laughs> So first question, what is your favorite way to treat yourself, Joe? Ooh, treat myself. I'm going to say my yin yoga. I love my yin yoga. It gets me out of my brain for about an hour and a half. That is my favorite way. Yin yoga. Awesome. Okay, Tracy. I have a massage once a fortnight, so that is definitely, definitely my treat. You have to tell us what a fortnight is because we don't know what that is over here. So once every two weeks. Okay. (laughs) Nice. We call that every other week. Oh, okay. Ah, there you go. Okay. Learned something new today. I know. So fortnightly is... I'm going to start saying fortnightly though. (laughs) There you go. That's your new word, Trace. It is. Okay. Current book you're reading or the last one you read, Joe? Oh, (laughs) I don't read a lot to be honest. I'm actually reading Do you have a an favorite essential book oil book at the moment. <laughs> That's awesome. I will mention that, that you guys, like as part of what you've been doing with health and everything, you've incorporated essential oils into six Sister Mixin and just helped tons and tons of people. So if people want information on essential oils, they should also go check out your sites for that because I know you are really involved in that. And I had a horrible cough and cold in the Philippines and you guys took me to your room to give me essential oils, Yeah, <laughs> which, which sounds kind of shady. It sounds like they took me in a back alley. <laughs> no, it was great. It was so helpful. So Tracy, current book you're reading. Uh, the last one you read. I am reading one at the moment. It's on my bedside table. And you know what? I think it's called, it's just a fiction. It's, okay. I can't even remember what it's called. To be honest, I grabbed it at the airport on the way to the Philippines. Oh, nice. I'll, I'll have to, it's just a fiction book. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's pleasure nothing, reading. Nothing, just totally pleasure reading. So Joe is doing homework with essential oils and you're doing pleasure reading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how we roll. <laughs> okay, third question. What is one morning ritual you can't live without, Joe? Oh, that I can't live without. 
Oh, well. Oh, gosh. It can be so Facebook. Bad. These questions are so hard for me. It's because um, I know I didn't. So usually people get to see the questions <laughs> in advance and I didn't send them to Joe and Tracy oh. in advance. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, I don't know. My <laughs> running morning rituals is about surviving, to be honest. I've got two little kids. I'm always here on my own. My husband's already left for the day. I've got to get them to school, get them to daycare, get myself so you go, organized. You, you start right into your routine. Day. Your routine, your morning routine is your ritual. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I have been getting up since I got back from the Philippines. I have been getting up an hour earlier, actually, and nice. doing a workout. Look at you. Yeah. That's but awesome. I'm not confident to say that I couldn't live without <laughs> it. So I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> you'll get there. Give it one more week. And then it will have been a month and then it will be, you'll be unstoppable. Yeah. yeah Tracy, okay. what about you? I absolutely love my green tea with lemon in the mornings. And if I miss it, I'm like just cranky. (laughs) Nice, nice. Who is your biggest inspiration, Joe? I've got lots of inspirations. Um, <laughs> not, not Tracy Fry. Um, hey, I'm going to say I actually love Jamie Oliver. I oh. love the way he promotes. Oh, he's so great. Yeah, he really is just all about promoting healthy cooking in a really simple way. Some of the things that he does in regards to sharing the message about the way our food is becoming is really inspirational. Yeah, I'm probably going to say him. And I actually do inspire up to a lot of sports people as well, just their commitment and drive to always succeed in sport and the way they're so focused and determined. And yeah, I really look up to a lot of them as well. Nice. I totally agree with Jamie on the Jamie Oliver vote there. Tracy, what about you? Biggest inspiration? Well, I actually, this is going to sound slightly, I don't know, weird, but sometimes my biggest inspiration is actually my children. Um, yes. So mine are I, a little bit older and they do, they inspire me to be better. They inspire me to try to be a better mom, to try to be a better person. Sometimes I completely fail at that, <laughs> but most of the time I think I get it right. I hope so. And I guess myself sometimes, and I don't know mm. if that sounds really up myself, but or really self-absorbed, but I do find that since I have been on this journey with Jo, so I guess she's partly an inspiration to me as well, Jojo, <laughs> is that I want to be better. I want to try harder. I want to do things better for myself and for myself, like not for anybody else, but I want to yeah. live a better life for myself. So I don't know. Does that sound a bit I love that. self-absorbed? No, well, no, you know what I love about that? I feel like, and we talked about this a little bit when you interviewed me, that it's like, it's not socially appropriate to be like, well, I'm totally inspired by me. But you know what? If we could be that way, what would that look like to our kids if we could actually like be proud of what we do and be proud of the things that give us confidence because that builds momentum in our life? I think that's really great because I think that gives, when you give yourself permission to be proud of yourself and to be excited about what you're doing and be like really fired up about it all, then you actually take action and do big things with your life. Can I add to that? And I'm not just going to throw this around willy nilly, but she had to say it. <laughs> but a lot of the people that follow us are inspiration to me as well. And it actually makes me feel quite emotional because 
whoever has done our e-course, their lives have literally changed. Like they inspire me to be a better person. They inspire me to run a better business. They inspire me to keep sharing this message about additives and preservatives. Like, you know, some of the stories that come through from some of our followers is just like mine. Like their lives have literally changed. And yeah, I'm not sure you could get much more inspirational than that. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. And well done with working in willy nilly. (laughs) (laughs) We had to get willy nilly in there. I had to think about it. So last question, if you could give all moms one superpower, what would it be and why? And you guys can decide who goes first. Whoever thinks of one first. Honestly, I don't think we need a superpower. I actually think that we are all super women in our own right. Being a mom is freaking hard. (laughs) Like you don't know what's going to come next. You get over one challenge and there's another one there waiting for you. Yep. And I don't think if there was a superpower out there, I think it would be to stop putting so much freaking pressure on ourselves to be perfect. Like I love that. we need to stop thinking that we can do it all. We need to stop thinking that we need to be the rock behind everything because we're a human being too. Like, you know, I think as a mum, sometimes we lose our identity. We forget who we are as a person. Yeah. And yeah, we need to stop doing that because we're a person as well. I love mm. that. I was pretty much going to say exactly the same thing as Joe in that, if I could give every person a superpower, it would be to put yourself first and not feel ashamed about that. Make time for yourself and, you know, don't be embarrassed about anything. Like just kind of, I think this is something, and we spoke about this earlier as well on We Interviewed You, Sarah, is, you know, with age, you get a new perspective on life. And I'm over 40 now and I have learned to pretty much not give a crap about what anyone thinks or you know, as bad as what I used to when I was in my early 20s and early 30s even. Yeah. So I think as a superpower, just don't give a crap about as much of the little things that just don't matter. Like they just don't matter. Right. Something I say to myself a lot is if I died tomorrow or today, if I died today, what would people remember me for? Would they remember me for my perfect hair and makeup I put on every day? Or would they remember me for the person I am? So if I can be a better person of me inside, that makes me feel amazing. Like that makes me happy. That's what people are going to remember me by, but that's what I want to be like. Right, right. I love that. And seeing ourselves through the eyes of others can be really helpful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Tracy and Joe, thank you so much for spending time in the Shameless Mom Academy. This has been so fun. So I know. Next Thanks time you guys, us. yep, when you guys have new things to talk about, you have to come back and visit and share again because uh, this has been really, really totally. fun and I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys navigating the time change to actually get this scheduled. <laughs> I know it wasn't easy. So, so thank it's you. Right. Thank you. And we will talk soon. And I will have links for everything. So for sistermixon.com and the podcast and the articles that we mentioned that will all be over at shamelessmom.com if you go to episode 124. So thank you, Tracy. And thank you, Joe. And we will talk soon. Thanks Thanks so much. much. 
Thank you so much for spending time with us in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I hope this episode was impactful to you and meaningful to you. Please do share it out with other people. You can get all the show notes, any links mentioned, and the link to this episode by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 124. If this is your first time joining us in the Shameless Mom Academy, know that we do release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, so please come back and listen. Also, you can get our episodes as soon as they're released if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will drop you into iTunes where you can hit the little subscribe button and make sure that you have immediate access to all episodes as soon as they are released. So thank you for spending time in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I hope you learned something new. I hope that you're able to put some things to use quickly, maybe start making some little tweaks to your nutrition, to your family's nutrition that can immediately have an impact. And no matter what you do today, I hope you do it shamelessly. Everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking